After swinging with the animal, Jack and Josh inherit a whole load of laughs with Mr. Deeds. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello! Always a surprise to see you. <laughs> I never know, sorry. I never know in those moments if you want me to also say hello. <laughs> hello! You can say hello. Maybe I will. To our lovely listeners. Hello. <laughs> Don't sound so scared. They're not going to gobble you up like a goulash. Hello. Like it. Oh, there's no food. They're not going to gobble me up like some cocoa pebbles. Mate, I was, I, was, I, I was there in that scene looking at them cocoa pebbles, thinking about how they're not that great, but I could eat them anyway. But also an apple pie. With ice cream. Anyway. Life, man. Who are you? Life takes us in all directions. Who How? are you? Why are we Who here? Who am I? Who am I? I, um, let's slow down. Let's slow the roll. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about, Josh. I don't want to get us exhausted too fast. <sighs> Hi, listeners. Hello. My name's Jack Gregson. With me, as always, is Josh Pappenheim. Hello! <laughs> and, uh, how are you, Josh? I'm already fucking delirious, man. <laughs> like, this is gonna be a good episode for everyone out there. No, I'm good, I'm good. The clocks have gone forward or back. Would you say you're the crazy eyes of this podcast? Uh, yeah. I, this week, yes, big time, crazy eyes. Slash, that guy from The Mummy, who does the lovely singing. Oh, dead fair. No, not him this time. <laughs> not Oded Fair this time. What is his he has name? has a name. Eric Avari. Eric Avari. We'll talk about Eric Avari. Okay. What a guy. And how are you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm, uh, I've got a new setup here. I've got, um, got a new got rig. A, got a new uh, monitor. External mm. monitor. Um, and everything else is kind of the same. My external monitor is being held up by uh, some... Books, including the script book for the first and second season of Seinfeld. Very and, nice. Uh, half of the episodes of Freaks and Geeks. Very good and fun. You know, those shows aren't on the air now, but they're still supporting something. Um, yeah, but I'm good. Um, each week, your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim uh, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. That is the uh, description of the podcast that I like to read out. Truly Happily Madison, the podcast you're listening to. So if you are listening to it, you should probably know what it's about. You'd hope. You never know. Unless unless they came here by mistake, but I don't know what they could have possibly been searching for otherwise. Uh, probably like some... So maybe like a podcast by a girl called Madison who teaches you how to be truly happy. Yeah, or the Truly Happily Mad podcast which is like an anti-mindfulness podcast. <laughs> that just teaches you to accept <laughs> being mad. Yeah. You're truly happily mad. Exactly. Someone did tell nice. me, someone today referred to someone as a, a psychopath, but a good psychopath. And I was like, oh, a good psychopath. He's like, yeah, there are good psychopaths. Uh, <laughs> but I mean... House MD? I mean, arguably, as two men who've decided to watch a lot of terrible <laughs> movies... <laughs> We're kind of good psychopaths. 
No, we're good. And again, are we good? Uh, that was the question I asked last week. <laughs> are we Am good I good? Am I a good witness? Am I a good human being? Who can say? Am I Nick? Am I like Nick Nolte, the good liar? <laughs> or do you, do you see the good liar? <laughs> no. Or are you like Macaulay Culkin, the good son? Or am I like Matt Damon, the good shepherd? Or that... <laughs> no hunting? <laughs> or or uh, are you like those kids in that Seth Rogen film that I believe was called Good Boys? Yeah. <laughs> Good times, good oh. times. Is that another movie called Good Times? How hasn't there? There's Good Time. Oh, yeah. There's the film Good Time. Am I like Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Good Time. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> I suppose What so. the fuck are we talking about this week? Uh, this week, so we are, we're out of, I think what we're moving into at the moment is territory for Sandler, where he's really settling into it now. Mm-hmm. Little Nicky was more of his experimental movie. <laughs> that was his psychedelic album. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, arguably, he's got his real psychedelic album releasing alongside with this, which would be uh, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, true. But uh, no, we're talking. We're not talking about one of my favorite films of all time, Punch Drunk Love. We're talking about your favorite film of all time. We're talking about the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> This week, <laughs> called Mr. Deeds. Monsieur Deeds, as French. Uh, Mr. Deeds, Josh, do you have a do you have a synopsis for this movie? Uh, I can make one up. Or do you want me to just read a shit one from IMDb again? I don't know. I um, how shit is the one on IMDb? I'm gonna find out. Oh, I've got it. A sweet-natured, small-town guy inherits a controlling stake in a media conglomerate and begins to do business his way. Who wrote that? I don't know, some fucking shell. But it, like, it's completely... Some shell. Some shell. But it's completely misleading. I, I think he does one bit of business. <laughs> we'll get on to that, because, um... Oh, that was written by Anonymous. Do you want... Do you want can, I, can I read the longer... Description. Oh yeah, go for it, man. When Longfellow Deeds, a small-town pizzeria owner and poet, inherits $40 billion from his deceased uncle, he quickly begins rolling in a different kind of dough. Moving to the big city, Deeds finds himself besieged by opportunists all gunning for a piece of the pie. Babe, a television tabloid reporter, poses as an innocent small-town girl to do an expose on Deeds. Of course, Deeds' sincere naivete has Babe falling in love with him instead. Ultimately, Deeds comes to find that money truly has the power to change things, but it doesn't necessarily need to change him. <laughs> yeah. That, that was written by uh, Sujit R. Varma. That's good, man. Now, that was definitely more comprehensive and more accurate, I would say. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, do you want Do you want some stats? I was going to say, yeah. Let's get into yeah. Give me some. Give me some choice morsels. Give me some big facts about Monsieur Deeds. So this is directed by our first time returning director. This is Stephen Brill, the oh. director of Lil Nicky. Brilliant. Hey. <laughs> it writes itself. Stephen Brill, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Mister Deeds audio commentary that I tried to listen to 
but was so dry that I had to turn off. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so dull. What kind of it dull was... are we talking? Um, uh, We were looking for somewhere to shoot the pizzeria, and we were actually looking for Mandrake Falls, and we went to this cafe while we were out on the road, and we said, oh, this is it. This is Mandrake Falls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christ. Okay, yeah, really bad then. <laughs> Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my fave. Um, no. The film stars Adam Sandler, Winona Ryder, pint-sized pixie and star of the indie screen, Winona Ryder. Yep. John Turturro. Phenomenal. Peter Gallagher. Yeah. And, and Jared Harris. Yeah, that fucking came out of left field for me. <laughs> um, the film came out on the 28th of June, 2002, and domestically made 126.3 million on a 50 million dollar budget uh worldwide total it made 171.3 million which is this is a, this is the big comeback movie for Sandler considering that little nicky was a big flop mm. uh and so, sony this is a sony movie this is i believe his first collaboration with sony not to be his last no, no, of course not. And um, they had a booming year in 2002, because not only did they have this, this big comedy hit, they got Spider-Man. I was going to say, is this Spider-Man year? Spider-Man year? This is Spider-Man year. Oh, shit. It's big year for New York movies, where they had to digitally edit out the World Trade Center. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, because yeah, what would would this have been for? Oh, and the other there's another one which had to add out the World Trade Center, another Sony movie, Men in Black Two. No, oh, what a terrible time for them. Did you know Men in Black Two's entire showdown at the end was supposed to be about the World Trade Center? Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Where is it? We're all supposed to take that weird little world statue. Is that where it is? Weird little world statue. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember where these Men in Black 2 went. I remember Selena, played by Twin Peaks' as Lara Flynn Boyle. Lara Flynn Boyle. That's a, that's a weird... That's We're a... not here to talk about that, Jack. Well, it's all part of it. <laughs> yeah, 9-11 took a toll, especially on VFX editors. Oh yeah, Sony is having a great time. <laughs> so, uh, just on the, its box office again, it opened at number one. As well it should have. Ahead of Minority Report and Lilo and Stitch, but those those there wasn't opening weekends for those. Those are repeat entries. Mm. But the it opened opposite Hey Arnold the movie, <laughs> <laughs> which opened at number six. Oh, that's sad. What was number Did, five and number four? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't got those stats in front of me, Josh. Fair enough. I could look them up. No, don't bother. I don't want to do. It. Yeah, cool. Did you go see Hey Arnold the movie? I did five times. I really thought it would have been higher than number six in the US Don't box office. Don't lie to me, Josh. <laughs> Don't no. lie to me. This is an honest podcast. I told you last week my LVP of the animal was Dave Manning because he's a liar. <laughs> That's true. No, I only saw out of those films that you mentioned. I only saw one of them at the cinema. Lilo and Stitch. No. Minority Report. Yes. 
I saw Minority Report. That was the only one. Just to um, lay the land as well, some other comedies that came out in 2002, the big comedies of the year. Uh, the highest grossing comedy of that year, so the one everybody's run into, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, wow. <laughs> Still not seen. That was a phenomenon. It was. It was everywhere. It was, yeah, a cultural touchstone for years. Never again no. <laughs> will we have a film like that. We will, uh, yeah. Not in, like... Not even, like, with My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which came and went, but I mean, like, a film, it op- it opened outside of the box office top ten, and just through solid word of mouth, was able to power its way to becoming one of the top ten highest grossing films of the year. Mmm, that is quite impressive. Outgrossing the second highest grossing comedy of 2002, Austin Powers in Goldmember. 2002. Jeez. I like gold! Yeah, but it does have the good monologue that's been doing the rounds on Twitter recently. Which one is that? My dad used to get drunk. He used to make outrageous claims like he invented the paper That's the first film. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I fucked right up. That's him when he's in the scene with Carrie Fisher. Oh, I really thought it was the third one. Okay, well, I've embarrassed myself. I've let myself down. I've let God down. Uh, I'm retiring. (laughs) Goldmember is the worst of the Austin Powers movies, I think. Oh, yeah, big time. But it does still have Mike Myers. And uh, not Mike Myers. It does, <laughs> still, it does still have Michael Caine. It does still have Michael Caine. It does still have Michael Caine. It was only supposed to be you, Master Wayne. Would you mind if I sat down and ate some soup in this scene? <laughs> if you notice, every film he's in now, he's just sitting down eating some soup. He needs to keep warm. He's a very old man. Which is weird, because he keeps eating gazpacho. Um, I suppose it does get Famously cold. cold soup. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> but you're very dry, very droll, Jack. And... Uh, the other big comedy of 2002 was Jackass the movie. Oh, that deserves to be number one. It's quite like um, a no other time period could those these four movies come out. <laughs> like, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Austin Powers Free, and Jack has the movie, and Mr. Deeds. Mm. Like, it's very tired. Like, I was 12 years old at the time. Those all seem like movies for 12-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Even if Jackass, I believe, was rated 18. Well, maybe that's why it didn't do any better, because it couldn't get its core target audience through the doors. It's interesting for the Jackass movies. Each one... Like outgrosses the next one. I mean, outgrosses the last one. Really? Yeah, they, that's just a series that keeps on doing better. Might be broken by Bad Grandpa. Oh yeah, but that doesn't count. But the core, the core trio, maybe is because the audience is growing up and able to go and see the film. <laughs> it's true. I couldn't go. I didn't see the first one. I snuck into the second one and I paid to go see the third one. See, that's the that's the <laughs> career path. For anyone, anyone wanting to see the, jack- see the Jackass film. Third one, Secret Ten. I mean, I think they're all Secret Tens. It is Jackass 3 where he's lying upside down and he shits out, yeah, and then gets in his mouth. It's very good. Fuck, I love that film. No, but we're going to talk about another poo cocktail. No, we're going to talk not. about Mr. Deeds. All right, let's just fucking get to it. Wait, wait, so we're doing Josh... <sighs> Have you? What's your What's your history of Mr. Deeds? I don't know anything about it. I'd never seen it before. Although as I was watching it, I was like, I swear I've seen these scenes. So I think I may have possibly, like, when I was very, like, a lot younger, like, stoned, probably, possibly watched it. 
or at least been showing clips at school or something. I feel like I knew about the foot thing. <laughs> school, they were just like, guys, in economics class, they showed Not concerts. by teachers. <laughs> oh, no, I did do film studies, so yeah, I think it was shown there being like, mm, the mise-en-scene of him getting what? his foot fucking Look smashed in. Mise-en-scene. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what are the secret themes of Mr. D's? Um, no, but we, people... we will delve into that this episode. But no, people talking about, like, I remember the foot scene being a big thing. I'd definitely seen a clip of that before. But like I said, I didn't see it at the cinema. And on hearing that I had to watch it, I had no recollection of having watched it before, other than the foot scene. So I went in, I would say, completely fresh. How about you? So I, I think I've mentioned before, but this was the first Adam Sandler film I saw at the cinema. Yes. Um, I went with some friends down to the Shepherd's Bush view. The Shebu view. The Shebu view. Before uh, the Westfield view over there opened up. This was this was OG Shebu view. And I, I guess I remember liking it. I would have been 12 when it came out. So yeah, I think that's probably perfect audience material for a film like this. Yeah, and I also think I rented it on DVD. This is all I have on it, really. It's not a movie that sticks in my mind a lot. No, but yeah, I, I remembered the foot stuff, and I, I remember very sneaky so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've heard. I feel like people were saying that sort of thing at school. Like that was a catchphrase. Like a few years later, it was Borat, my wife. That's not how he does it. That's, that's, that's Adam, back. That's the Josh. Adam Buxton one. It's that's... my wife. Or whatever. My life. That's it. My life. My life. Uh, Borat voiced my wife. Yeah, it felt like Very Sneaky was like a precursor to that. Along with, I love gold. That was another one. <laughs> that was 2002. Yeah, no, I know. Model. 2002. People just going, Very Sneaky, sir. I love gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. That was it. And then just being like, I'm Greek and getting married. <laughs> and then someone being like, shit in my mouth. Or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Jackass. And Godspeed, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, true. Or, Get me, Spider-Man. Finish it. <laughs> Finish it. Although it is, I mean, I think, oh, I can't remember, but, you know, you've got the good, good line that everyone was going around quoting from Spider-Man. You see, Spider-Man. This is why only fools become heroes, because you never know when a sadistic, when an evil genius will come along with a sadistic plan. Let die the woman you love, <laughs> or suffer the little children. Mate, what a film! <laughs> what, what the? But I was going to say there is a scene in that movie that even as a, I was eleven when that came out, and I sat there and I remember thinking as an eleven-year-old boy. Man, this is a waste of time. <laughs> um, which is the scene where Green Goblin has gassed Spider-Man and has tied him up on a rooftop yeah, and just, like, monologues to him about good and evil. <laughs> and it just looks like two action figures sat on, like, a rooftop. <laughs> it's so bad. But the, um, the best line in it is, um, But now that you've really pissed me off... <laughs> Defoe, how has Defoe not been in a Happy Madison movie? I have no idea, man. Oh, can you fucking... imagine? He'd be fucking great if he was it. in this. Oh, I'd be unstoppable. If he was Chuck Cedar. Oh, what the Peter Gallagher role? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it'd be incredible. Like Spider-Man age, 
Defy. It would be an instant five. <laughs> It'd be a secret ten. <laughs> oh, God. But seeing as we're talking about that, what are you rating this film, Jacken? Let's talk about the movie first. I don't even want oh to get my to God. <laughs> we, we haven't talked about the movie. But first, we have to. Pre- All right. Well, off the bat, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not big on this one. Oh really? This, um, this probably. I, I like this one as, about as much as I like Little Nicky. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's really down there, or like mid table. It's mid table. I, mean, I like it more than Joe Dirt. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> um... Here's what I'll say for it. Out of all the movies we've watched, it's the first one that looks like a real movie. Right? (laughs) And it's also the first one that acts like a real movie. It's the first one that's lit. Not in, like, it's lit. No, it is fucking lit. Someone has uh, put a dado light on. Mm. Although, uh, well, it may be lit, but I'll tell you what it isn't always. Shot. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but about... Five times throughout the film, it cuts to close-ups, usually of Winona Ryder, and the camera's out of uh, out of um, focus. Out of focus. <laughs> like each time, they just—they must have had just like one take that was just like fucking fuzzy, and they went, "Oh God, well." Maybe they clean this up for my Blu-ray copy that I watched. Oh no, yeah. So I watched it through um through Now TV slash Sky. And what you had it on Blu-ray? <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. Very nice. Um, that's how I listened to that charming oh, yeah, of course. commentary. Uh, there is one thing right at the beginning of the film, after uh, Preston Blake has just died, mm. and they're doing all the sort of news reports about it, there's a shot of some people in a bar watching the news report. It is on screen for what I think is less than a second. It is one of the worst edits I've ever <laughs> It's so jarring. I think I missed it. it like, well, it's, you blink and you miss it, mate. Yeah. Um, it's because I, I, I saw it twice. Because I saw it once when I watched the movie, and <laughs> once at the beginning of the audio commentary, and it is just this really. It cuts from like these people in the bar to like a shot of Jared Harris reporting. Yeah. And it's it's a horrible edit. So damn you, Jeff Gorson, editor of Mister Deeds. <laughs> oh yeah, put him on blast. That yeah. feels like. Do you know what that feels like? That feels like bad filmmaking. Uh, yeah, it feels like they shot that scene in the bar and very quickly realized. Like, obviously, they spent money on it, uh, quite a lot of money. If it's like a full bar scene, and they will have just been like, "Well, this doesn't fit in the film," or the editor will have been like, "This doesn't I fucking fit in the they film." They shot the scene in the bar. I think that's archive footage. Oh, do you? Yeah, that looks like it could have been out of Godzilla. Oh, okay then. Well then, I retire. I retire. My point is just shit. And if they shot it like, like it's not a scene, is it? It's not a scene. No, (laughs) it's that's 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 B roll. That's um, that's second AD shit right there. Steve Brill ain't rolling out of bed (laughs) to go shoot this one shot in a bar. You never know. Oh, maybe yeah, probably not. Brill's busy. Maybe Brill's very hands on. Brill's too busy prepping Hubie Halloween. <laughs> the greatest film ever made, 20 years in the making. Can you believe it took 18 years for Sandler to get to Hubie Halloween from Mr. Deeds? <sighs> what, a, what a journey. Kids who were bo- born when Mr. Deeds came out are now old enough to appreciate Hubie Halloween. Oh my god. Well, it's just a nice legacy, isn't it? It's a nice cinematic legacy. Um... Just, just to uh, mention Jeff Gorson again, editor. <laughs> did edit Tron, so, you know, gotta give him some props there. What, the original Tron? 
The original Tron. Well, it's a horseshit film. <laughs> <gasps> oh no! Oh no! Not the no, fuck not you, Tron. Fuck you, fuck you, Josh. You complain about Tron. I complained about Hook, and you were like, "Shut up." <laughs> That's because Hook is an objectively Hook great is, film. Hook is garbage. No, it's not. not Give com- me Tron any day over Hook. Oh look, it's all lights. Actually, to be honest, I did watch the thing. Like, the, the technology oh, is very oh, cool. Oh, look, it's nearly three fucking hours of <laughs> jokeless Robin Williams yeah, pretending to be Peter Pan. Yeah, Rufio, cool. suck my cockio. <laughs> look, that isn't bangerang. That's not a bangerang way of talking. Oh, but you know what is bangerang? What? Jeff Gorson's career. <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. Fuck Tron. Um, I like this Jeff film. Jeff Gorson. He also, he also, uh, just, just, to, just, don't jump off Jeff Gorson just yet. You don't need to talk about Jeff Husband Gorson. Husband of Stacey Gorson, Josh. Who's Stacey Gorson? Stacey Gorson, Jeff Gorson's wife. They married in 2005. Are you just looking at his personal life? His Wikipedia. But is it interesting? Is it just that he is married? Well, I just, I just wanted to say that he, he also edited <laughs> The Longest Yard, 51st Dates, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and Click. Man's man's in the Happy Madison wheelhouse. Uh, what until Click? This isn't his full oh, filmography. I see. I see. I see. I see. He I see. might have been the editor on Hubie Halloween. I can't confirm. <laughs> there is no way for me to confirm. There's no possible way. More as we have it. Anyway, I like this film. Yeah. I'm really excited to have to defend Why? that position. <laughs> Why? Okay, you you tend to write down. When you laughed, I do. I have extensive notes on. So I, yeah, uh, listeners, I laughed fourteen times. Fuck this, me, this, fourteen times. Josh, you want to know how many times I laughed? How many? This film? None. No, I oh didn't laugh God. once. <laughs> now it might be because I've seen it before, and all the laughs are. Uh, aren't fresh to me anymore. Could be. <laughs> or it might be because this film is a tonally challenged mess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say that so. That I like just about as much as Lorne. Uh, I mean, I'm coming out and I'm saying this is this is my favourite film I've watched so far of the of ever <laughs> no of this of this podcast i think maybe what it was is i was going in expecting something really really shit given you know we've had joe dirt we've had the animal don't yeah. don't drag the animal down last week we were both like the animal's the best thing we've ever seen yeah but we both said it was crap but we, <laughs> but we were saying out of the films that we've seen i i think the animal is more fun to watch than this I, th- I would agree. I would say The Animal is more fun to watch than this. I would say that this is probably a better put-together film. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I'm still not saying this is a good film. You gave it three and a half on Letterboxd, Josh. That's a good rating. Three and a half is my... Yeah, but, like... That's what I gave Borat to. Well, it's probably of a similar level. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Borat two is probably a three and a half. Like when I get round to watching it, Borat will probably be anywhere between a two and a half to a three and a half star film because it's. You could argue that both films tackle Trump in their own way. You could. <laughs> yeah. No. I like obviously objectively, this is not a good film. But out of the films that we've watched for this podcast, I think it's 
like you say, it's the best put together. It feels the most like an actual film. And I just found it really funny. Or <laughs> not really funny. It had moments that I found really funny. There was one real laugh out loud, like proper guttural laugh moment. I'm interested to find out what it is, but can I ask you, do you know what um what the best film I've watched for this podcast is? Uh, what is it? It is Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, <laughs> oh. which I watched this week. Oh yeah, because this, um, is, the, a, this the is a remake, remake. The original 1936 Frank Capra classic starring Gary Cooper, mm. which I gave three and a half out of five <laughs> What did you give this? Two? I gave this a two. No, it's not that, man. It is, though. <laughs> I can't... Right, okay. So my... I know it shouldn't be like this, but now my rating system is is comparative. So I gave the animal two stars. I cannot... I gave the animal two and a half. I cannot in good faith give Mr. Deeds the same rating as the animal when I had an... Obj- I, I laughed more at this film. Yeah, I laughed more at right the now. animal. I anyway. listed out all my laughs at the animal last week. And I think they stand tall. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't give this, you know, I obviously... Mean, Josh, I, I laughed once in Joe Dirt. Well, I laughed nuns. <laughs> I didn't laugh in this. I did have a wry smile. A wry, yeah, I can see how you'd have a wry smile. Um, you got me on video call. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, um, I, I, I watched the original this, this, uh, this week to compare and mm. contrast. How was it? It's very, I'm surprised, uh at what the remake takes from the original and what it changes. Mm. I would be interested to hear more. <laughs> um, the original also ends in a court case. Well, I guess this one doesn't end in a court case. This one ends at a shareholders meeting. But the original ends in a court case where Deeds has decided to give all his money away to help farmers set up farms across the nation so that... He, he he will help them, and if their farm can run for three years, they can own it themselves. So he's basically investing in the country. Mm. And the Chuck Cedar-type characters try to have Deeds declared insane <laughs> um, for doing so. Yeah. And Deeds has had his heart broken by uh, Babe, also called Babe in the original. Is More... she also a reporter? She is also a reporter. Cool. Who pretended to be someone else. Mary in the original. So he's had his heart broken and he sort of refuses to speak during the court case because he's so depressed with how the world has treated him Mm. and so sort of disillusioned with everything. And it's not until Babe expresses her love for him in court that he realises that he can still make a a good difference in this world. Right. And he talks. That, so, I think, what I like, the film... The original film clearly has more of an interest in what someone could do with their money. There's a lot more of Deeds in the original being part of the business. He's not part of the business in this. No. He's just sort of there. And uh, But, I mean, they take, you know, Mandrake Falls is straight out of the original. The dinner scene where he fights everybody is straight out of the original. The echo scene. Yeah. That's out of the original. Wow. Which is played much nicer than the original. And this one, I was just like, ugh! <laughs> a whole scene of just people shouting for a minute. There was one laugh for me in there. <laughs> oh, no! 
Is it just the old man saying boobs? No, it wasn't the old man oh. saying boobs. So the scene is, he goes into the flat. It's so cavernous that when he says anything, an echo comes back. And then he starts shouting, and then an old man comes in and shouts boobs. Uh, and then other servants come in, and they all start shouting. But I was like, oh, all right. And then it cuts to one guy who looks like a Thunderbirds puppet who starts sort of going is like... Is it the chef? I think it's the chef who just starts going like... <laughs> does something really weird with his face that is just like an insane choice for an actor to make. And I laughed and that was it. It wasn't like a, a proper laugh. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a laugh at the... What a strange decision. The lunacy. There's a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> a lot of this movie is strange decisions. Well, I want to say just one more on the original is that mm. this is a very old-fashioned story. Simple guy inherits money. And I think it's better suited to the old-fashioned form of storytelling than this version. I will say that it can be done well. This film reminds me a lot of Brewster's Millions with um, Mm. Richard Pryor, which of course is a remake in itself. Mm. That film utilises that story and Pryor's personality much better than this film utilises the Mr. Deed story and Sandler's personality. Mm. I mean, I'm going to say something here that's probably going to be very stupid and wrong because it's based on historical knowledge that I had very much cemented in my brain maybe 15 years ago and yeah so but what I will say did you say the original Mr. Deeds came out like 1936 yes so what that's like a number of years (laughs) after FDR comes into power and you've got all the alphabet agencies right maybe you know like the (laughs) Tennessee Valley Authority and um there's other ones that I can't remember but you know that's a time where you've got the government pumping huge amounts of money into infrastructure building blah 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 so maybe I can see this film being a product of that of like what would happen if you put a normal guy in a scenario where he has loads of money yeah, that's I, I Do you know that is and and he's 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 an old guy, but he's also he's Gary Cooper, so you know he's star of screwball movie, so he's kind of kooky. Like he play a, a big thing in the original is that he plays the the tuba, yeah, and like that's what he does to think he plays the tuba, right, and I it's see. sort of quacky and it's a bit wacky. Does he have a butler with a foot fetish? No, he has. He, the guy who plays his butler is great. He's like he's, his butler is called Cobb. He's not even a butler. He's like a business guy. He's essentially the Eric Avari of that movie. Right. Okay. Um, and he's just kind. Of, he's a kind of street talking guy who doesn't like <laughs> any sort of nonsense. But Deed sort of warms his heart. God damn it. <laughs> right. Got he's you, got, got a got great you. face. He looks like a Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think if you're going to update this story, I don't think you they should have stuck it. Oh, I was reading about like the original development of this film, and when, um, uh, who is the writer? Tim Hurley, yeah. who writes a lot of Sandler's movies, I think most of them, when he was writing this movie, he it was originally called uh, Deeds. For fuck's sake. I love man. how all these movies have like different titles when they were originally <laughs> in development, yeah, and you... they're always shit. <laughs> um, Deuce. Deuce Deeds, The Adventures of Joe Dirt, <laughs> Guy Gets Kid. I like Guy Gets Kid as a name, though. The Beast. No, the animal was never called The Beast. Can you it imagine? was called The Amazing Adventures of the Animal, <laughs> as played by Rob Schneider. But Tim Hurley was quoted as saying, this isn't a remake. This is its own thing. It's a reboot. But based on the same story. This is totally a remake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The line of um, 
if Miss Dawson was here, I would uh, I would beat you up. Oh, I don't mind. Straight out of the original. That got a laugh for me. Uh, that's that's when Onorida's best delivery in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. The line didn't get a laugh. The the after that, and he just goes okay, and just immediately clocks the guy. That was again it. straight out of the original movie. God damn it! So I I think if you're gonna do this, you need to really modernize the tale. And I think this film hones a little too. This film is essentially the 1930s movie set in current day with Adam Sandler jokes. Yes, one of the notes I made. And I guess this is the right time to bring it up. But, um, I mean, obviously, this film that I'm about to talk about will have actually been referencing the original Mr. Deeds, probably. I'm talking about the Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah? I'm getting... I got big Hudsucker Proxy vibes from this, just because, obviously, you've got, like, the reporter who's trying to get the scoop on the new guy in town, the new big player in town who pretends to be from a small town like Muncie. <laughs> you've got like, yeah, you've got the scene where they go back, which is kind of similar. I mean, I know they don't do that in Hodsucker, but, you you know, similar to the um the bit where they're singing the Muncie song. Yes. Uh, Peter Gallagher's also in the Hudsucker proxy. <laughs> there we go. So that was a nice little tie. I don't know. I just got big, big Hudsucker vibes from this. I, you know what? I didn't think about that, but you are, you are right. That's definitely there. Um, I don't think this film is drawing from the Hudsucker proxy. No, this, no, 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 no. Uh, and this is it. You mentioned like the reporter and stuff like that. I think the original film had something to say about journalism. I don't think this film has, despite updating it to a TV journalism, I don't think this film has a critical commentary that much on what it is. Like they manipulate stories, but. I think it does. It's, I don't think it's. I there. think it does too. I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm having to search for it, but I feel like it does have something to say about like TMZ style journalism. You know, where it's common on a very base level. Yeah, yeah. No, on a very base level. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course, it's not saying anything sophisticated. It's just saying like, hey, maybe like watching entertainment or e exclamation mark or whatever it is. Maybe sometimes it's bullshit. <laughs> I also don't, I don't know if this film has anything to say that much on wealth. I definitely think the original does. Mm. Um, it sort of attempts to do it at the end. The money is more sort of like an excuse for a plot. Uh, yeah. It, it never, it never like, because Deeds is actually, it, he seems so far away from the money. You know, he, he never gets involved in the business apart from like the football, the football guy. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, I was gonna ask actually. In the original, is Deeds like in need of money or anything? No, oh. he's very happy in Magic Falls, and again, like it, it's similar. Like they come to see him. He's not a pizza man in in the original. They hadn't invented pizza he's, yet. He is a poet. He is a poet. Oh, cool. <laughs> he's just sort of a folksy kind of guy. Got yeah. Which. Leads me to what is an interesting performance from Adam Richard Sandler. I do want to talk about this. <laughs> what do you have to say about Adam? Uh, so when the movie begins and he is in Mandrake Falls, he does seem to be giving 
a bit more of a nuanced performance. Yeah, what I would say to that is when he's in Magic Balls, he is giving a shit. <laughs> he's giving a shit. He just gives a shit when he's doing his... I thought you were going to say he was giving a shit performance. <laughs> no, like... When he's doing his Mandrake Falls stuff, it seems like he cares yeah. about the role. And when it, Yeah, when it started off, I was like, oh, this... And I was wondering if he was filming this close to when he was filming Punch Drunk Love. Because, mm. again, like, he has this sort of... He's not got the same nervous energy that he does in that movie, but he has a sort of nice guy energy that we haven't really seen from Sandler before. Like, outside of his scenes with his grandma from Happy Gilmore. I would disagree. I think what the vibe I get from those early scenes in Mandrake Falls is very similar to a sort of Robbie Hart. That's a good point. Like, the nice parts of Robbie Hart. Because I haven't rewatched The Wedding Singer in a while. You, you are right. That sort of, like, you know, quite, like, sort of, like, yeah, like you're saying, nervous but nice energy. Mm. Sort of like the post-breakup, Robbie. Like, not when he's angry, obviously but you know when he's just sort of like just a nice guy who's obviously like a bit wounded (laughs) or whatever yeah like he's got that sort of nice energy to him compared to what he has when he hits the city (laughs) which might be a comment on the city in general but i don't think it is i I don't think think it is at all bad rising i think by the time he's in the helicopter it sort of goes down i quite like the helicopter scene. i like the helicopter scene it's probably my favorite scene in the movie yeah it got a laugh from me. <laughs> it didn't get a laugh from me. Again, like, it might be because I've seen these this movie before. Maybe. And I know... Uh, I seem to remember it quite well. I remember the whole... I think that was the first time I heard Space Oddity was Adam Sandler singing. Wow, what an introduction. Yeah, the laugh for me was just when the pilot turned around and did the clap. Yeah. And that then Gallagher's like, stop. Yeah. I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know what? Full musical sequence right here. Do it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I wish they could have done the whole thing. Yeah, same. They, they had like it, like if they cut to like people around New York singing it as well. Oh, that'd be really get nice. Rob Schneider in as the delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not yet. But yeah, I don't know what it is, but like as soon as Sandler hits New York, all of his close-ups and every line he delivers, he he does it with like just dead eyes <laughs> he does a lot of his sort of like <laughs> sort of performance like there's a bit where he like jumps over a trash can or when he like slides down the banister and breaks the table <laughs> sliding down the banister also a thing from the original movie oh, cool. um, but no breaking the table and he just does a sort of like nasty laugh and he keeps saying, hi, I was wicked awesome. Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah. There's a lot of wicked awesome in this movie. That's the only indication that he's from, what, near Boston. It's <laughs> the only indication that he's from Massachusetts. Is like, he says wicked. Even the scenes where he's supposed to be charming with Winona Ryder, again, I don't think he captures the same energy that he captured in the Mandrake's full scenes. No, no, again, dead eyes. Everything yeah. he says is dead eyed and just sad. I wrote- uh, one of my notes in the early scenes was that he feels a bit Robin Williams-ish in the early <laughs> scenes. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, but I will say, straight away, best joke in the movie is Peter Dante's guy who greets Gallag- Peter Gallagher and um, Eric Avari. And yeah. He, and he they ask if he knows Longfellow Deeds. And he's like, what? Longfellow? His name's Longfellow? If you are talking about the same deeds, I don't know. I know a guy called Greg. You're looking for him? 
<laughs> it was just sort of such a strange joke that I was like, ah, this is quite funny. Um, I didn't really laugh, but that was my sort of wry smile. Like, yeah, ah. I got you. <laughs> I was like, if this film can keep up this level of entertainment, we'll be sorted. I think it does at some points, but maybe not. Yeah, I, uh, did I have a laugh? No. I, I nearly laughed at the bit where it was like, where they were at the pizza place and he's like, here's the pizza place. And then you called in sick. Yeah, you could. Yeah, the, you called in sick, and now you're here. And he's like, "Oh, you guys tricked me." <laughs> that was like a near laugh. Yeah, that was all right. Like again, like all the best stuff in this film is probably the Mandrake Paul stuff. Yeah. Though surprisingly, I really don't like uh, Steve Buscemi as Crazy Eyes. No, I well, uh, that was one of my laughs with Steve Buscemi's entrance as Crazy Eyes, but I think that was, again, it was a meta laugh at, like, why the fuck have they made this character? What is the point? <laughs> so this is a thing I have a lot about this movie, is, again, it's it's quite a strict adaptation of the original, and it seems they've just sort of thrown in jokes that don't really... Add anything. <sighs> belong yeah don't really i can't think of it feels like they've just sort of like half written jokes like what if he had a black foot yeah that's what i was gonna say like the foot thing is is nothing it's just like it's just it's just mentioned they have a scene where he then stamps the foot it's not really a character trait it's not really it doesn't inform anything i don't like that scene I know it's sort of like the big trailer scene. No, I don't like it. I, I in fact, like, uh, one of my notes was like, um, when did I stop being able to take violence in films? Because <laughs> there's the bit where he stabs him through the foot and I physically recoiled at, like, the pain. I physically recoiled at one point in this movie on the, uh, no, daddy, no, scene where the football player is about to be beaten by Blake Clark with a belt. God, that was weird. That was dark, and I didn't like it. No, it, <laughs> it really wasn't happy. Like it. it wasn't a happy Madison. It wasn't no. a true, a happy, or a Madison joke. It was a saddie Madison joke. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, I, I, one of my notes is just, I'm not jamming with the jokes in this one. Um, No, well, I thought it has the most... Like, like, in terms of joke jokes, I quite like... So the bit where Jared Harris is talking... It's he's giving like the editorial meeting and Alan Covert oh Covert. 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 Alan Covert is like, Well, I've got a guy on the inside who says that they went to Mandrake Falls with two and they came back with three and someone goes, Three? That's one more <laughs> I thought that was a really good joke. That's like my my favourite joke from the animal, which is like, What's on my ass? Cockies. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, yeah, th- that was a, big, a good joke. Like, a good actual joke for me. The, if it wasn't it's for Miss Dawson here... Offhandly I'd... given by a random extra. Yeah, it's a perfect joke. Um, if it wasn't for Miss Dawson here, I'd probably knock your heads in. I don't mind. Oh, okay, instant punch. That was one. Um, we've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about that one. Uh... <laughs> Oh, uh, the if are you interested? Oh, if the information is good and you stop soaping your ass, I did laugh at that. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. No, 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 I didn't. I... Oh, and one more, one, one more that I think was more. that got a double laugh from me. Shit. 
was... I don't even know what that means. Uh, two laughs in quick succession. Adam Sandler jumping over the bins after first kissing Winona Ryder and then falling Which over. Which is when he goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does that, then he falls over. And I thought, oh, I like people falling over. That's funny. And then he screams, I love New York. And someone screams back, nobody cares. And I, re- oh, yeah. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> and that was it. Did, did you... Again, another wry smile for me. Yeah. Uh, the sign, Winchesterton Fieldville. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was good. That was a good sight gag. <laughs> um, uh, so it does have moments. Can we can we talk about uh, the cameos in this movie? Yeah. So I didn't really recognise a lot of the like the the diner scene. I didn't recognise anyone there. <laughs> Were they people? I don't know. That's not who I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> the two cameos I'm talking about are two people playing themselves. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, John McEnroe is so bad in this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done stuff later where he's become better. He's become a better actor. He's all right in that episode of Kirby Enthusiasm he's in. Oh, I don't think um, I've seen that one. Have and I he narrates... Um, the Mindy Kaling show on Netflix at the moment, mm. which name never have I ever. He narrates that, and he's really fun with that. He's rubbish in this. He, I mean, <laughs> he's I reading love, off cue cards. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love John McEnroe because I love my tennis, and he's fun. Um, but he, yeah, this performance really reminded me of the regrettable cameo in Dodgeball. Ah. Yes. Of Lance Armstrong, where it's kind of, again, that kind of, like, reading off cue cards. There's no emotion whatsoever. It's just a guy appearing to be like, I am doing a cameo. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no there's no emotion in there. It's just, I am here for plot, I suppose. That was about it. Although yeah. he does do that fun thing where he jumps over a car. <laughs> Lance Armstrong never did that. Never did a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, the other cameo is Al Shopped. Yeah, weird. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. Also, the second film that we've had shot in this church. <laughs> Which for a moment I was like, is it Al Sharpton? Or is it like George Wallace again? But then George Wallace shows up later on. Yeah, I I was quite surprised that Al Sharpton being in. It's not really doing much, but I was just like, of all the films for Al Sharpton to be in. <laughs> I guess maybe he's in there just to build up the whole, like, this was a real rich person. Yeah. Who had and big it's, friends. It's very, I guess it's a very sort of New York-y touch. This film is, like, very, like, New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I guess sort of yeah. makes sense. Not that I think they shot this post-9-11, but it it has that sort of, like, post-9-11 vibe, like the first Spider-Man does. Where... It's like that scene in the first Spider-Man where they're like, you pick on one of us! You pick, you pick on, on all, all of us! us. <laughs> um, it is has that the a, first one? That's the first one. That's when, when um, the Green Goblin is, like, holding the carriage of kids, and they're, like, throwing pizzas at him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, of... the, it's the New York is untouchable time. Yeah. Um, and I guess... I don't know if they filmed much of this post 9 11, mm. but there definitely seems that that thought seems to be hanging over the movie for me a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of unavoidable at this time. Yeah. Like this period of films, it's impossible not to <laughs> not to think about. Other famous New York staple, uh, Radio Man, pops up in this movie. Oh, ra- oh, Radio Man. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were going to say what's his name. 
Cuba Gooding Jr. Nope. Star of the movie Radio. <laughs> no, the one that Howard Stern. <laughs> but, no, but I see Radio what you man, mean now. The actual, homeless man. The homeless Radio, Radio man. man. Well, he's not homeless anymore, but you know. He's not homeless anymore, but he was at the time. He was at the time. Uh, yeah, I think it was the rock star Nickelback <laughs> music video that really did in for the homelessness. Not, not a cameo, but happy to see a young JB Smoove. Oh my god, yeah, that was a fucking delight. (laughs) Doesn't look any different. No. (laughs) Playing the same sort of characters he plays now. Yeah, it was perfect. I was just like, oh yeah, Leon. Leon's here, everything's gonna be fine. (laughs) And then he's only used for that one scene. He's back at the end. He's back at the shareholders meeting. Yeah, I suppose. But it's not enough. Yeah, that was another thing. I thought, again, Hudsucker vibes, because, you know... um, Oh, I can't remember his name in Hudsucker. Who's? The uh Tim Jeremy Robbins. Smooth isn't in No, Hudsucker. Tim Robbins. Anyway, Tim Robbins cuz he yeah. he strikes up that sort of friendship with the with the lift the guy man. in the Buzz. mail room. No, with the lift man. Oh, the lift man. Buzz. Man. Yes. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be another thing that the film would have in common and I was excited for it to be between Adam Sandler and JB Smooth and then it wasn't. <laughs> it never comes up again. We mentioned her last week, but Conchata Farrell. Yeah. Pretty solid in this movie. Rest in peace, of course. It's got her big fight scene with Winona Ryder. Yeah. Did you laugh at that? No. <laughs> okay. I think my last laugh was, uh, I love New York, nobody cares. <laughs> that was it. Let's talk about the, the weirdest performance in this movie. Let's talk about Jared Harris. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is happening? Oddly enough, that performance is like, as a kid, that was the performance I always remembered. What, just Jared Harris? Yeah. It's such a weird vacuum. it's so big. Yeah. And it's such an accent choice and the wig and... It feels like a role that should have gone to a comedian, maybe? Feels like a Will... Like, I mean, just because he looks like Ron Burgundy, but it feels like it should have been like a Will Ferrell type. Yeah, I can see it. Or, do you know who I could see doing it? Richard E. Grant. I thought you were going to say Richard Harris. (laughs) I could see dying Richard Harris doing it. No, Richard E. Grant could fucking smash that role. Yeah, no, he he would be playing his Spice Girls role. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Just, just Just whip him out again, go, Richard, we know you did Spice World, just do that again for more money this time, probably. Yeah, his performance is the most cartoony in the film. I feel like everyone in this film is kind of playing a cartoon character. Yeah. Which is funny because Sandler's next movie is a cartoon and <laughs> it doesn't feel that much like a cartoon at points. But uh, it's really like down to like Eric Avari sort of like being a bald man smoking a pipe and wearing uh, bow ties. It just it felt yeah, yeah, yeah. very unlike the opera singer and all sorts of characters. Yeah, the opera singer is straight out of a Looney Tunes. I saw someone, I read a review for this earlier that was a sort of um, a review written recently and they were saying this film, there was a really positive review and it was saying this film brought out great quotes and in brackets it went, genius, genius, genius. I was like, that's the quote from this movie? (laughs) That's what you choose? (laughs) Um, I'm very sneaky, sir. (laughs) Yeah, this one... Again, like you've listed those jokes, and I will admit they are jokes. <laughs> that cannot be denied that they were written and they were performed. 
Josh, is that is that you know what this film really is missing? Um, sex, full sex, real sex. Ooh. That's Daniel uh, Radcliffe. I want um, sex, full sex, real sex. N- not to, 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 it's not missing that. I would say. <laughs> What's it missing, Jack? Well, I didn't notice any angry animal attacks. <gasps> Fuck, you're right. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> think about it. Jesus. Yeah, there's them. There's none. There's none that I can think of. The angry, oh. the animals are pretty placid in this movie. Are there even any animals? Um, there's a dog called Atticus. Yeah. Because, because um, for some reason, Winona Ryder keeps making references to Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> when her neighbor leaves, she says to her dog, "Hi, Atticus, Miss Finch." Just sort of yeah. like, oh. very strange and then what saying that she used to climb up Boo Radley's or apple she fell tree. up Boo Radley's apple tree yeah anyway yeah no animals oh at least you can give the vocal cords a rest yeah. this week <laughs> I will say one of the most not bad but like just awkwardly funny scenes is when Sandler goes into that bar and he's like hey everybody guess who's back oh, I'll yeah. give you a little hint Ah, I just fell out of Boo Radley's apple tree and I hurt my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like that old man being like, did you used to have a hump? Yeah. Uh, I had a half laugh in this scene. Yeah. Was it Quasimodo's back? No. It was the old man playing with his weird stretchy kneecap. <laughs> oh, that was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, because again, he just comes out of nowhere. Has he no bearing. Go, he should go see Dr. Pepper. You should go see Dr. Pepper. Good shit, man. Which is probably, like... Yeah, Winona Ryder. Yeah. This film came out, I believe, around the shoplifting incident. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, that must have been around the same time. She was arrested in December 2001. Ooh. So it would have been a few months before this came out. It's kind of like... uh, Partly because of that, but it's kind of like the end of her career like at least as a leading woman i don't think she's had any big leading lady roles since this well it's the end of her yeah it's the end of her first wave of career after this she does she's got like a small role in simone do you remember simone sim one sim one yep love sim one ah i want to fuck a computer oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh give me Give me what you got. I want to see ram. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm gonna ram this up, yeah. Oh, das. Anyway, Uh, then she's in the uh, nearly unreleased uh, Darwin Awards movie. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Christ, that's 2006. So that's four years after this movie. Is she in? She's in Scanner Darkly in a really small role. Uh, she did David Wayne's movie The Ten. The Informers. She, she in the, she's in The Informers. Yep, I don't know yep, what yep. that is. Uh, it's a Brace Nellis film. Yeah, the, like 2009 is The Informers. So she's in that, and she's in The Private Lives of Pippa Lee, which is a Rebecca Miller movie that I remember seeing. And she plays uh, Spock's mum in Star Trek. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And then the year after that, she's got Black Swan. So, you know. I still don't think she's bounced back. She like the closest she's come to bouncing back is starring with your boy Kevin James in the dilemma. Yeah, but I'd say uh her oh I forgot about that as well. But um she's kind of 
back now, isn't she? Because she's Stranger Things. Oh, she's things. on Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I don't watch Stranger... I watched three episodes of Stranger Things and decided it wasn't my thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess maybe you're too au fait with all of the references. That was my thing. I was just like, I like everything this show is referencing. I'd rather be watching those things. <laughs> well, that's the thing. As you know, I famously... I say famously, no one fucking knows this, but yeah. I hate E.T. That's true. Uh, and, and you're not straight. And I'm not straight, and I don't really... Like, those sort of 80s small town action or whatever, they don't yeah, You really... fucking love Hook. I love Hook. <laughs> but they've... Yeah, they like small the small town... Sh- the shit versions of all this. Yeah, the small town 80s stuff is not my bag, but things that are, like, playing on that. So, like, Stranger Things, I really like. There's... Oh, what is it called? I'm looking at it right now and I can't remember what it's called. But there's like it's a chapter two. No, there's a graphic not there's a comic series that's Paper Girls. Paper Girls. Uh there's a yeah, that sort of riffs on that sort of like eighties kids on bikes, small town America, alien stuff aesthetic, which I like. Um, not for me, bro. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. But yeah, Stranger Things is like I mean it was a phenomenon and it, I feel like it got a whole new generation of people interested in Winona Ryder. Yeah, I mean, they all saw her do that weird award acceptance thing. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a sad thing that Hollywood does throw away its actresses. And I feel like they used the shoplifting thing as kind of an excuse for it. Because this film did very well. Yeah, you'd think that she'd be able to jump off the success of this film and wash away that shoplifting charge. I mean, maybe she didn't want to. Maybe she wasn't interested. It could be that. I mean, it's probably not just that. <laughs> it's probably very unlikely. Yeah, but it's always possible. I mean, if we're like, she had a good like eight years until like Black Swan, which is probably the, the biggest thing she did until Stranger Things, which is. 14 years after this movie. Yeah, true. I mean, everyone loves The Informers. Well, what what did you think of Winona Ryder in this? I thought she was good. Um, Well, no, did I? She came out and she said that she felt she was miscast. I thought she was fine. (laughs) I've downgraded from good to fine. Give me another minute, I'll say she was awful. Um, Yeah. She kind of does, like, the small... She's similar to Sandler. She does the sort of small town thing, all right. Don't she looks kind of too young to be the um the big reporter? I don't buy her as a producer. Yeah, like when she was in the um the office where she was wearing like that sort of like that dress and like sleeping in the office, and I was just like, don't don't know if I uh really think you still look like um you're in school in Heather's. Yeah, again, like the Hudsucker proxy get. Is it Jennifer Jason Lee? Get Jennifer Jason Lee. Get Jennifer Jason Lee in. <laughs> and get her to do the see, here we go. We're gonna go get, and do this. And we're get gonna do Gene that. Arthur from the original movie. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Um, um Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Like you say, no, I totally agree. Small town stuff works when she's doing the character, but when she's playing herself in there, it just doesn't work. So I really have downgraded from good to fine to maybe bad. <laughs> Can I tell you my least favourite joke in this movie? Yeah, go on. Um, there is a reference to uh, Conchata Farrell. Uh, she used to be a man when everybody is yelling what they 
used to want to, oh no what they used to want to be yeah and she, she says i wanted to be, a man. to be a man yeah i didn't like that and adam sandler goes uh wish i didn't know that no that would explain a lot oh okay i yeah because that would <laughs> so so what i will say for this film not that many homophobic comments or racist comments in comparison no. to what we've had recently. However, that Pe- one people are out. sort of okay with John Turturro's foot fetish. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Because <laughs> like even the ass soaping joke isn't re- isn't like a no. That's I wouldn't say that's homophobic. That's it's not like just, a homophobic. Joke. I don't want to watch someone soap their ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That, that's assophobic. Um, I feel like there was another weird homophobic. Is there a but... fear of bums? Uh, oh no there was one more um after mr deeds after long phobia <laughs> does what it says on the tin a persistent abnormal and unwarranted fear of rectums oh that's an appropriate you'd never be able to walk behind someone would you no or walk in someone's behind peter gallagher yeah Fine. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I Fine. mean, again, like, I feel like this is a role that could have used a comedian. Yeah. I like Peter Gallagher, but he doesn't, you know, he he brings the eyebrows to the role, but... <laughs> well, that's it, really. Well, yeah, what else? Like, he's a year after Centre Stage... Two years after Centre Stage. He's uh, a couple of years ahead of the OC. I believe it's a year ahead of the OC. In all his scenes, I prefer Eric Avari. Eric Avari is bringing his A game. Eric Avari is very charming in this. Yeah. And he, he ends up being the kind of hero at the end as well. Yeah, exactly. So good for Eric Avari. He's not quite arch enough, maybe, Peter Gallagher. You know? I'm talking, though, of like people who aren't comedians who do bring a lot to this film, Tatara brings a lot. Oh my god, he's incredible. He's very charming. He's very fun. He's very sexy. <laughs> wears a suit well. He wears a suit well. It's yeah, no, it's like a genuine pleasure every time he shows up. Apart his character the... has reels of jokes, his sneakiness and his way of appearing out of nowhere is very fun. He's a full character. He yeah, has things. He, I mean, he is a cartoon. Again, yeah. <laughs> this is a cartoon. Did you like Deeds' poems? Uh no. <laughs> They were too close to home as someone who used to do poetry nights. <laughs> uh, do you think you you could have been published by Hallmark? Absolutely not. And yeah, I didn't like the the fact that his really shit one got published in the end. I thought that was horrible. Did you like the joke where the guy stole a cop uniform? I did. I laughed at that. <laughs> I, I really laughed at that. <laughs> why, why are you saying that? That was, that was like... One of the early indicators that I was like, oh, they've just sort of just put jokes in this. They've <laughs> yeah, not really exactly. thought about them. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. They, what do you mean you got to get back on duty? You're not a cop. <laughs> I know. I just got this down the costume shop. I thought it was, I was good. Like, I was just like, I don't get this at all. <laughs> yeah, and I also laughed seconds later at the surfer guy, Peter Dante, saying, ha ha ha, beers, ha ha. He's good. Peter Dante is solid. I'm still annoyed he's never had like his own movie. Yeah, same. I think uh, he's just too powerful sexually. That's why they had to put him in the fat suit in this. <laughs> really good he, fat suit. Because he's just too sexy. So they had um, to bring him down a peg. Yeah. 
Okay. I think I think that's kind of everything I have to say on this movie. Um, oh, one thing. One thing that's missing from this film. Has anyone checked on Jackie Sandler? <laughs> She's probably with all the angry animals that are in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> where the fuck is Jackie Sandler? Every scene I was like, come on. It must be she must be coming up. She must be coming Would up. Would she have been pregnant? Yeah, with child at this point. Yeah, but you would have thought you'd have even put her in as a pregnant woman. <laughs> and she's definitely not like one of the women in the pizza shop. I don't think I caught her. I'm gonna check really quickly just in case. She's not credited. Oh no, she is credited in this movie. Is she? She's on on Wikipedia, she's credited. Where? Um, on her Wikipedia. She's not an IMDb. Fuck, this is a conspiracy. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. I don't think she's in here, because I now have Jackie Vision. Jackie, Jackie Vision. Jackie Vision. Jackie, exactly. Jackie Vision. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't catch her at all. I didn't fucking clock her. Well, don't worry. You know what it probably is? Because she's not an actress. Yeah. Yet she's playing the female lead in Eight Crazy Nights that year. She probably had to have a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> she's prepping. To do her female lead. Yeah, I suppose it could be that. Um, do I have anything else to say about this? Uh, Rob Schneider's there. That's fun. I think the Scout Cookie Schneider daughter was also there. Was it her? I don't know. It was just another Girl Scout. <laughs> so I just assumed. Yeah, I, I forgot to talk about it. the fire scene with the cats. I laughed. I don't like this scene. No, it's bad, but I laughed again. A meta laugh where they throw the cat out the window and it turns into a very obvious cat doll. <laughs> I thought that was very, very funny. Similar scene in Spider-Man. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. <laughs> where Spider-Man breaks into the house to save the old lady who turns around <laughs> and is then the Green Goblin. Sleep! <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say, and that's all I have to say about that. Um, about... Save that for when we get to Jared too, bro. <laughs> oh no, about Mr. Deeds. I think that's... Uh, Mr. Deeds is fine. It's my favourite one of the films that we've watched so far. Um, It's probably... Yeah, it's not. I, I was going to say it's, <laughs> it's my favourite Adam Sandler one so far. But no, I, it's so on par with Mr. Deeds for me. With Little um, Nicky. Yeah, with Little Nicky. Sorry. Josh, this was nominated for some awards. What awards, Jack? Uh, it was listed on uh, ASCAP, ASCAP, Film and <laughs> Mu- Television Music Awards. <laughs> so I don't know what this type of award is, but it got... and So every song listed in this category is listed as a winner. So I'm guessing it was just a <laughs> list rather right, than... Um, and it's for most performed song <laughs> from a motion picture. What? I don't know if that's like a sort of like fuck you. We've heard the song too much, but it's for the Dave Matthews song. Where are you going? Right. Okay. Don't remember the song, but apparently no. it's t- it's the most performed. Uh, similarly, a list where all the s- the winners are listed as winners, like all the nominees are listed as winners. Um. BMI Film and TV Awards. Uh, this one, uh, the BMI Film Music Award for the Castellucci, Teddy Castellucci. Mm-hmm. You remember we talked about him before? Yeah. Um, someone messaged me asking if he was dead. And that's why he hasn't worked much anymore. Well, I have found no evidence to say that he is. 
but that doesn't mean he's not. Oh, Josh, we're back at the Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, Do you remember fun. you had so much fun at the Kids' Choice Awards last I did. year? Um, interestingly, the film was not up for favourite movie. No. And it wasn't up for what is my favourite num- my favorite category, favourite fart in a movie. <laughs> I guess I, I can't think of any any films and moments that I did have a fart. Interestingly, though, Master of Disguise is up for that award, so we'll get to that next. Master week. of the oh, Master of Disguise. Yeah. I misheard that as Master of the Skies, and I was like, that sounds good. Is that Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow? But it's we'll get, original we'll, title. We'll get to it's the farts of the Master of Disguise. Perfect. <laughs> but no, uh, Adam Sandler won. Favorite movie actor. Wow, Josh, can you guess the actors he was up against in two thousand two? Uh, was it Mike Myers? Yeah. Uh... We've talked about two of the movies that in this episode that were nominated. One, I'll have to give you hints on. I think. Was it Tim Robbins in the Hudsucker Proxy? No, that was not two thousand two. <laughs> no, I know. Was that it was ten years earlier? Uh, Tom Cruise. No. Johnny Knoxville. No, but um, Johnny Knoxville was in this movie. Oh, movie we've oh, talked about. Will Smith. Yeah, for Men in Black 2. Yep, 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 yep. The last one is a foreign movie star. When you say foreign, foreign to where? Foreign to... <laughs> to America. To America and to the UK. Uh... Jackie Chan. Yeah! Whoa! I did it! <laughs> For the tuxedo! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but beating them all was Adam Sandler for Mr. Deeds. That's good, man. <laughs> they des- he deserves it. I assume. I haven't seen the tuxedo, though. I ha- I went to see that at the cinema. I think yeah. I saw it at the same cinema I saw Mr. Deeds at. <laughs> That's good. Uh, this was up for an MTV Movie Award. Yeah. It lost. It was up for best comedic performance. What did it lose to? Well, it lost to the uh, the earlier mentioned Mike Myers in Austin Powers and Goldmember. Of course. Josh, can you guess the three other nominees? Was it Jackie Chan? No. Oh. Was it Will Smith? No, but Will Smith was in a movie <laughs> with this guy. When? That year. Uh... Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville was up for best comedic performance. Oh yeah. Uh the other two. One is a black actor. Right. Um an older sort of black comedian. Uh, and this was uh starring Dave Chappelle. In, he was starring in the first of three movies. I'd say he's co starring. He's sort of like the and in this movie. Um, so it's first of a trilogy. Chris Tucker. No. Oh. First of a trilogy, because Rush Hour Two was that year. But um. Oh. Actually, no. I think it might have been the year before Rush. Yeah, oh. Rush Hour Two was the year before. His name is a first name, <laughs> and then <laughs> a descriptor of what his job is. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. Oh, nice. For barbershop. Cool. And then, uh, thirdly, the last one is um, an actor who I said I thought would have been better in this movie instead of Jared Harris. I don't remember who you said. (laughs) I don't remember who you said. He goes on next year to 
have probably his biggest movie. This is a movie from the director of Joker. Oh, Willem. Um, what? No, I've got it Willem. wrong. Willem? Willem no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, Willem Dafoe, from, who starred in Anchorman. No, I said Willem would have been better as no. the Peter Gallagher role. True, yeah, sorry. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell. For old school. Oh, I do like old school. I won't make you guess every nominee, because there's a few Please, for God, this, this is... We're going to have to wrap um, up, so it's very late. <laughs> we'll get it done. Uh, <laughs> up for a few Razzies. Yeah. Uh, Sandler was nominated for Worst Actor, but lost to Roberto Benigni. For what? Life is Beautiful. Uh, Pinocchio. Oh, Pinocchio. Uh, Winona Ryder was nominated for Worst Actress, but lost to um, a uh, tie between Britney Spears and Madonna. Crossroads and... Swept Away. Swept Away. Yeah. And Mr. Deeds was nominated for Worst Remake or Sequel, but lost to Swept Away. I didn't know that was a remake. Oh, yeah. Of what? Swept away. <laughs> um, not only was uh, Mr. Deeds nominated for Kids' Choice Awards, also got Teen Choice Awards. Oh, that's good. One choice movie of the summer. Oh, nice. <laughs> not Spider-Man. Not Men in Black 2. Mr. Deeds. <laughs> um, and Sandler and Ryder were up for Best Actress and Best Actor in that year. Nominee for World Stunt Award. Best Overall Stunt by a Woman. Oh, for the uh, fight? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And that's that's its awards. That's good, man. I like our awards section. <laughs> yeah, it really... It, I like it because it really echoes the experience of going to an awards ceremony, which is it goes on way too long. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's fun. Who's and your fucking MVP? Uh, John Turturro. Yeah, yeah, big time. I, I will agree also. Totoro is very fun in this movie. It's kind of why I didn't want to discuss him that much on the actual show, just because, like, yeah, he's my MVP. He is just having a good time, and we're going to see him again in Sandler movies. Thank God. Because, yeah, <laughs> he is phenomenal. Is he your MVP as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's your LVP, Josh? Um, Jackie Sandler, because she's not there. <laughs> Lame. Oh what? Ah, <laughs> oh, who are you going for? What? What met? Alan Covert. Oh really? Yeah, I think he's trying way too hard in this movie. Yeah, I, can I see don't that. find that character very funny. No. Um, also, I might be coloured by I've been looking at his Twitter recently, and he's like a massive Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like not keen. I have been following that since he brought it to my attention, and it is quite disturbing. Yeah. Uh, that's it, that's Mr. Deeds <laughs> what, quite disturbing yeah, I don't really like it I can't imagine that I'm going to watch it again, will you watch it again? Uh, probably never but I did like the message that you know, if you're a good person then you can save jobs for loads of people and then in the end you will still be rewarded with a billion dollars <laughs> I'd like you to watch the original I think I'd like to now that you know, you've said it's legit yeah and it's not my favourite Frank Capra movie, but, like, it's it's good. I don't think I've ever watched a single Frank Capra film. You've never seen It's a Wonderful Life? No, I haven't, no. Fuck me. That feels like something Sadler would try and remake. 
Um, no, that feels yeah. like a fucking Robin Williams remake. Yeah, but Robin Williams is dead. No, I know he's dead now, <laughs> but you know, if he was still alive, I can imagine like Sandler. Like, Click is almost a remake of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. I haven't seen Click. I don't know. I thought Jack and Jill was closer. <laughs> to <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. No, no, Jack and Jill is the Susan Kane. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Sandy Wexler. Oh shit. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Master of Disguise. Mm. How are you feeling? I'm really not looking forward to this one. Often been described as one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, but I... We, I just hope that's true. <laughs> like, I really want it to be bad. Like, really, really bad. Like, are Joe you worried Dirt. that you'll like it? No, because I feel like if I like it, it won't be for the reasons that it wants me to. <laughs> like, Joe Dirt, I mean, I said this on the episode, I think, but it just, like, it, it had such potential to be a steaming pile of shit that is also really fun to watch. But it's just such a, it's such a vacuum of fun that nothing lands. I mean, yeah, is that to do with the fact that we're British and it's not made for us, blah, 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 whatever. But I really hope this is just, like, you know, utter garbage so that there's something to laugh at it I for. think we'll, we'll be lucky on that front. Hopefully. I imagine because it looks a bit more high concept than Joe Dirt. Yeah. Joe Dirt really has nothing going for it. Yeah, very true. We'll find out. How about you? Are you excited? No. <laughs> Not in the slightest. It's going to be good, man. I've got so much shit going on in my life, it's the least thing I'm excited about. Oh. Um, uh, Josh, where can people find you? Me? You. Uh, if people want to find me, they can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y on Twitter or wherever you can follow people. It's at Papsby, P-A-P-S-B-Y, like Gatsby, but with a Paps in it's it. Papsmere Gatsby. It's a Papsmere Gatsby. Oh, him? Gatsby? What Papsby? And where can people find you, Jacko? Uh, well, if you want to follow me and my theories... <laughs> <laughs> You can follow me at JFG in Digital 3D. That's at JFG I N D I G I T A L, the number three D. Why does everyone do this to me? Because I spell mine out because I can't <laughs> pronounce P's. <laughs> that's all it is. I spell mine out because people are like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's true. Um... You know, it's Guffug in Digital Thrud. Um, that's me on Twitter and Instagram or Letterboxd. Oh yeah, um, Letterboxd. I'm also there too. I think at Papsby. And of course, you can follow the show at True Hap Mad on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, you can email us at TrueHapMad at gmail Yeah, and as always, if you've listened to us in a place that you can leave reviews or ratings, please do, and please give us good ones if you like it, and if you don't. Then go beat your foot. Go beat your frostbitten foot with a fire poker, boy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? But please leave us a review. It'd be lovely. And with that, Josh, as always... Ah, horse shit! <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye! Bye!